notes for Charlie today. We're talking about the film Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? The 2000 musical screwball comedy from the Coen brothers. Why were you interested in this movie, Charlie? Do you remember? Because at the end... I'm telling them the end. At the end, they all sing song because they all get tied up because they're being naughty. But they sit, but the police officer says they can stay. But they didn't know that. And so, big ocean thing. Swim, the big flood? The big flood flew by and met them in the ocean. And then I was trying to swim, and then that's the end. It's just, then they're safe. And they're not dead. Oh, Brother Where Art Thou is a Depression-era comedy about three characters, played by George Clooney, John Turturro, and Tim Blake Nelson. The three of them are on a chain gang. Still a guy that, that need to do jobs. What was the job they had to do? Do you remember? A dog needs to follow them. They need to catch a chicken. And they need to break the hard things in the hot, hot sun. We learned that Everett was practicing law without a license. We learned that, that, that Delmar held up a Piggly Wiggly. Yeah? Like, remember in Southville we didn't finish? Well, I think we finished it, but I didn't want to finish like, in that sample, the guy was trying to get into the ocean, but the police officer was there to try to get them out. Yeah, that was Border Patrol. That was the Santo movie, Santo and the Border of Terror, where some Mexicans were trying to sneak across into Texas to get a operation done for a, but, a blind girl. And why do they don't want her... I'm going to Texas. That movie was made in Mexico in the late 70s and early 80s, where a lot of Mexican films drew on the theme of illegal immigration. There are people in this country that don't want people from other countries to come into it. They don't want the girl to go into a different country? Yeah, I think that's what happened. Is that the same thing? One thing that's similar in between the two is that people can sometimes be afraid of people that are different than them. I think the people in the Santo movie didn't want people from Mexico coming into Texas because they didn't like that they were a different culture. But in O Brother, Where Art Thou? The borders that keep people away were racial borders. I come up with Santo movie. I was talking about the Santa movie. Now I'm talking about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I'm talking about how this movie takes place in Mississippi in 1937. Hey, and people weren't sure if black people and white people should be together. Some people in the movie thought they should, and some people in the movie thought they should not. Okay. Do, you, do you remember a black person in the movie? Uh-huh. Who was it? It's a, it's a guy that wants to get pressure. What was the legend about him? His name was Tommy Johnson. And what did he do? Play his guitar to tell him to find it. Was there another time when Tommy was in big trouble? At the end? Yeah. Well, guys that got someone and it was marching? Yes. 
And they had masks on? Yep. Those people were called the Ku Klux Klan. They are a white supremacist group that wanted white people <gasps> and black people to oh. not to not be together. And they were going to go so far as to set an example of Tommy and kill him. But they won't be together? They, they wanted to kill him so that other black people would be scared. And not feel that they should belong in the community with everybody else. Kind of like how you were talking in the Santa movie, how they wanted to, to make borders to keep people away. They wanted to to terrorize black people and scare them so that they wouldn't come into white spaces. I don't want them getting killed. Yeah? No, maybe at the end they almost get killed too. Yeah, they were rescued in a scene that reminded me of the Wizard of Oz. Do you remember how that reminded me of that? To get into that place. The clan was marching to a song that sounded a lot like the soldiers at the Wicked Witch of the West Castle chanted when they were marching around. They okay. climbed up, and then there was waiting there, and like, close Dorothy. And then they all like, no! And then they fell. And they all turned into a soldier, and then they tried to walk. Right, they grabbed three soldiers, bonked them on the head, and stole their, their costumes, right? And disguised themselves as guards to break into the castle. What did... Everett, Delmar, and Pete do. Did they did they also knock someone over the head and steal their costumes? Yeah. What did their costumes look like? White hoods. Yeah, they wore the white hoods that the other people in the clan were wearing so they could sneak in, sneak rescue in. Tommy. Rescue Tommy and then run out. Yep, they did run out, didn't they? They got cut. They saw them. They tried to run. They tried to run. Yep. But who did we find out was the Grand Wizard? I know the guy who was leading them. The guy was standing on the thing. Yeah, that was the reform candidate for Mississippi State Governor Homer Stokes. We found out that he was the Grand Wizard and that he wasn't really a good guy after all. He's the one at the end who, when he tried to tell on the Soggy Bottom Boys... Tried to get the whole town to turn against him because like they were that. in an integrated band. And then they grabbed him and they ran him out of the town on a rail. Remember, they brought in a big log and put him on it and they ran him away. He did not have any chance to win the governorship after that. His political career was over because the people stood up not only for what was right, but through the power of song, too. Who do you want to talk about next? You want to talk about Big Dan Teague. A Brother Where Art That was loosely based on Homer's Odyssey. One of the characters in the Odyssey is the Cyclops. And this film's version of the Cyclops is Big Dan Teague. Do you know what a Cyclops is, Charlie? No. The Cyclops is a monster with one eye. What? He has one eye? Yeah, Big Dan Teague has one eye too, right? He wears an eye patch over one of his bad eyes. What was he like? What, what happened when they ran into him? So... They went over to someone's house, and they had a fraud. Who well, was the frog? You well, about... well, let me tell. Okay. Okay. I'm going to tell them, and then them. Okay. And the one that turned them into a fraud. Yeah. Th those, were, those women were called the sirens. That's another story from the Odyssey. Okay. I want to tell you guys 
the sounds. Okay, so people started to come over. So, so they put them underwater. Are you talking about when they were baptized? Like this. That was a baptism scene. That happened earlier. But what? I forgot what Sonda was singing. The, the sirens? Huh? The sirens were singing, Go to Sleep, Little Baby. They sang, Go to Sleep, Little Baby. Yep. Sing, Little Sleep, Go to Baby. Little baby, go to sleep. And what happened? And then, did, did someone fall asleep? They all fell asleep. Oh yeah, they all fell asleep. And then they turned them to a frog. Who? Which one? The, Pete. Yeah, when Delmar and Everett woke up, Pete's clothes were there, but there was nobody in those clothes except for what? A frog. That's right. There was a toad. And they thought that the sirens had turned Pete into a toad. So Demo was, Delmer? Demo was, thought he was turned into a fraud, so he was very worried. Yeah. And they kept, they kept old Pete the Frog in a shoebox, right? Mm -hmm. And they took him to lunch and had him in a box, and that's when they found Big Dan Teague. And then... Big Dan T is a big guy. Can't fight him. Don't fight him, Daddy. What would happen if you tried? Would make you bleeding. Yeah. Yeah, D Big Dan Teague was a Bible salesman, but he was up to no good, too. He fought him and tried to steal... No, let me tell him. Okay. So, he smushed the fraud and to make everyone bleeding on the face. And so, Why did he do that? I stole money. Yeah, and they thought he thought that the shoebox was full of money too, but it wasn't money. It was only fraud. Fraud. <laughs> and so he wanted to smush the fraud. Did we see Big Dan Teague again later in the movie? Yeah. Well, you said that Big Dan Teague smushed the toad, but I think Big Dan Teague got smushed himself. And then they got smushed. Yep. The clan's big fiery cross fell on his head when they when they broke Tommy free. So this is a screwball comedy in the uh, vein of Preston Sturges. It's tight as a drum. Everything that happens happens for a reason, and it comes back in a clever way. We find out that Everett broke his friends out of jail by telling him that there was a buried treasure. But we learned pretty quickly from the man on the the hand car that there wasn't really a treasure. What was really happening was that his wife, Penny, was about to get married to a new man. Penny was about to get married to Vernon T. Waltrip, who was the campaign manager for Homer Stokes. And the side story in the whole movie is that the incumbent governor, Pappy O'Daniel, was running a losing campaign, and he was trying to do anything he could to get back in the public favor. At one point, the Soggy Bottom Boys cut a record to get a few dollars while they were on the run from the law. Do you remember that song they recorded at the radio tower? Place where I was born. 
was born in rain. The legend of the Soggy Bottom Boys was exacerbated by the fact that the person who owned the radio tower was blind. So he didn't know if they were white, if they were black, or if they were integrated. So nobody knew what they looked like, nobody knew how to find them, and they ended up cutting a hit record called Man of Constant Sorrow. And everybody in the state fell in love with this song in just a few days, and they couldn't cut enough records to keep on the shelves. They disguised themselves as a band. So that's why they're not supposed to come? Yeah, they weren't supposed to be there. They snuck in. And what were they wearing? Beard. And, and so they started seeing songs they know and then the beard and then guy knowed that there was the people and then the other people thought he was great singing. It was the big reveal the Soggy Bottom Boys found out that they were actually famous and that everybody loved their song and they had no idea. Homer Stokes was being broadcast over the radio and in front of everybody thought people would be a white supremacist like him and thought that these people should all be taken back to jail. But he got booed for having bad ideas. He got booed for hating other Is people. Is it because they didn't even see them? Yeah, it's because nobody knew who they were. Nobody knew ahead of time what they looked like. Homer knew who they were because he saw them just before when they ruined the clan's lynching. So he was trying, he thought everybody was going to be on his side and hate them just like he did. What, what did they think? They love their song and just keep listening to it. So they ran Homer out of town and Pappy O'Daniel, always the opportunist, jumped on stage and with the power of the governor, pardoned all three of them. That meant they didn't have to go back to jail and everything they had done in the past that was bad was forgiven. So Penny was ready to get back together with Everett because he was no longer a criminal. And Vernon T. Waltrip was now on the losing side of history and the losing side of the campaign, too. But Penny said one last thing. She wasn't going to marry him again until he got that ring back, the old wedding ring that was in the cabin at the bottom of the valley. Splashdown! Splashdown. That's right. They went back to the cabin to try to find the ring in a roll-top desk. But who was waiting for him? But the bounty hunters, the lawmen, they had already dug three graves and were going to hang those men because they didn't know that they were pardoned the night before and they thought they could just do whatever they wanted as the law and not go through the proper means. They were just going to hang them at the tree and that would be the end of them. But they were saved, dam got flooded, and they turned that valley into a lake. Everybody got washed away, right? What did you think of this movie, Charlie? So great. Some people probably think of it as a slight movie compared to the rest of the Coen Brothers of your, but it's one of my favorites, probably my third favorite Coen Brothers film behind Barton Fink and No Country for Old Men. It's a rare movie in that it's been eclipsed by its soundtrack that also won Album of the Year at the Grammys in 2002. Yeah, we started to accidentally watch this movie when we finished watching a movie on YouTube. I think it might have been the Santo movie. I think we were finishing watching Santo at the Border of Terror on YouTube, and then it automatically started playing the next movie, which was Oh Brother Where Art Thou. I have no idea why that's a free movie to watch on YouTube. But you saw that chain gang busting rocks and the train coming, and you said, I want to watch this movie. 
So, we watched I it. didn't say my favorite part. Uh-oh. What is it? I love when that guy is, like, on the wheelchair in the hot sun. Are you talking about the guy on the hand car on yeah. the railroad track? Yeah. He couldn't see. That's right. But what could he see? Even though he was blind, he could kind of see into the future, couldn't he? What can he see? He told them they weren't going to find the fortune they sought. He What's told them... that? Well, remember, Everett tricked him and told him that there was going to be a, a treasure. But was there really a treasure buried? No. No. And he knew that. He told them they were going to see a cow on the roof of a barn. Did they did they see that cow on top of a barn? Yes. When? Mm, the way flew Charlie, thank you for watching this movie with me. It was good to revisit it. I hadn't seen it in many years. Thank you for listening at home. You can always rate, review, and subscribe to your podcasters or email us at BewareTheBlobShow at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We love you!